Whitney Walker, and this is the Women Waken podcast, where I interview guests who are in the field of healing and spiritual work using their unique gifts of the divine feminine. We talk all about these amazing gifts that these particular guests have and how they're bringing them forth in the world. On this episode, I welcome my beautiful dear friend, Guiana Gowan. Guiana is a shamanic hypnosis practitioner, a certified transpersonal hypnotherapist with a background of yoga and Reiki, and she has traversed the shamanic healing arts for over 25 years. In this episode, we have a gorgeous conversation around the importance of rituals and the power of ceremony. Guiana tells us about ritual as language of the universe and how she offers assisted guidance for others to travel the various realms. She shares about the Andean principle of sacred reciprocity, or Aini, and the Pachacuti, which is what we are all working with. It's a very delightful exploration of the unseen world. So take a listen, enjoy, and here's my guest. Hi, Kiana. Welcome to the Women Waken podcast. Hey, Whitney. So happy to be here. So excited to have you on the show and to get to hear all about you and your fabulous work, which I already know quite a bit about because I've joined in ceremony with you. I've been fortunate enough to. We actually met in person for the first time at the uh, summer solstice gathering that we did in uh, Bolinas back in June last year. Yeah. That was so gorgeous. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. And then I got to attend another ceremony that you had at your own home for the autumn equinox in which, September of last year. I know, which you had to remind me because I'm like, which ceremony? <laughs> You're like, <laughs> I have so many. You got to be more specific than that. <laughs> do a lot of ceremony. I'm like, where were we? But that was really sweet. Yeah. In my my backyard under with our canopy um, before it started to go into like a chilly time. It was very, very nice. That was very sweet. It was nice yeah. Yeah. And it was so special, Guiana, because, you know, it reminded me. So that was right before I left for my trip, my yeah. pilgrimage across the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we often embark on so many things in our life, new beginnings, endings, grievings, these different things. And we, we sometimes we can just flow from one thing to the next without any sort of acknowledgement. And ceremony really allows you to slow down and mm-hmm. give acknowledgement to something that is important that is needing some sort of awareness to we recognize that this ends or this begins or that we take this space to kind of hold this moment for this and you know i I love that ceremony because it really was an acknowledgement of releasing it was the limp so you do limpias which is a cleansing right Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah so it was about like allowing energies to leave and and it just made me start thinking so much about what am i leaving when i go on this trip and what am i looking for what's my intention yeah. and it gave me the space to do that so it, it i think that's why ceremonies are so important and i wish there it was more commonplace well me too <laughs> <laughs> i know that's what i'm saying because i know it, really you're ma- it matters it makes so much difference and it was so wonderful for you to be there you know to have you be there at that time because you were honoring taking that time to honor that point in your life where you knew things were going to change yeah you knew so- and you also knew that you didn't know 
you know, because you're going on this road trip into the great mystery. You're like, I don't even know what's going to happen, which is really the truth about our lives all the time, um, that we don't know what's going to happen. But especially when you're going to embark on a journey or a pilgrimage, right? Which that trip for you was really like a pilgrimage to like find yourself more deeply. And so to, I was so honored to have you there in that space with such a big intention of like, okay, I'm, I'm leaving, I'm taking off and my stuff's packed up and I'm going. And so, Uh yeah. And so then with the, the solstices and the equinoxes, they actually create uh, astrologically and caught, you know, um, they cosmically, they create uh, portals as far as the, the balance point that we just had and you left in balance point in the fall for the autumnal equinox. And then we just had the vernal equinox. And so that was that balance point. And then with summer and winter, when we're going to that, the longest day, the day with the most light, you know, in the summer, um, when everything's aligned and then, you know, original peoples, they built these incredible shrines to align exactly to these points of, um, contact with the great beyond, you know, what's, what's bigger than us. And so, so when we do ceremony at those particular times, if we're able to do it in community or great community, as you know, many, uh, cultures do, then, um, there's a, everyone comes together in this huge expression and yet we can still on our own, even if we're just at home and COVID lockdown, we can still honor in these ways with, uh, with that alignment. And it creates like a, uh, a portal of change. It's this like a cosmic transmutation time where you can really, it's almost like I view uh, uh, the, um, these points as it's almost like you're looking into a volcano and you're just like, dropping your stuff in there just to let it go just like dropping into these big cosmic portals so a lot can change at that time it's very intense and you you know astrologically there's a lot of reports in that way like okay you hold on to your hats here we go but it's great to do ceremony to ground us and to 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 let those things go and um and then also also honoring the letting go process isn't necessarily comfortable or easy you know we can the words are very uh oh just let it go i'm just going to release what no longer serves me but then when you really get into like that means leaving my husband (laughs) out of my face or i've got to fire that person that is so not helping me move forward it's really a lot and i feel like the winter my experience of winter time has has been um, practicing what that is, really practicing that as well, and then watching other people. I mean, I think with your experience, I've heard you in your podcast, and we're friends somewhat, and you're really going through your own personal journey and like releasing certain things. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is a tall order. Yes, it's a tall order. Yeah, and so just really honoring when we can step forward to let stuff go, just be so gentle and kind to ourselves and be gentle and kind to other people. Cause everybody, especially now we're trying to figure out how to reorient and be like in community again, you know, and that kind of thing for a lot of people. Some people just like kept going, but I've been more insular. I've been very hermity in my 
COVID expression. So, yeah, I think many people have gone yeah. into hermit mode, but that could be a good thing. Like you said, yeah. to go within and, and look at things. And Gian, I love that you point out that, um, you know, I think a lot of people do have this idea of this. It feels very surface to, you know, if we do like new moon rituals or what they are and we say, okay, I'm going to let go of this. And then, you know, we think, okay, bye. Like you said, like, okay, I'll just, okay. I don't want to do this anymore. So now it's gone. But what I've realized is that when you speak your intention, you're giving the message to the universe that you're ready to truly change. And the reality is that change never comes without some sort of rumblings or shifts or, and shifts are sometimes traumatic or they're literally upsetting what is to to allow it to move on. And that's exactly what I found on my trip where I was like, I'm going to go on this trip and I'm going to be a new person. I'm going to, I'm going to release this stuff. I'm going to, I'm moving into, you know, I was 36 and I'm like, this is going to be a totally new era. I'm moving into the next era of my life. But the, but what I found was the universe was like, you don't know how attached you are to these things that you want to let go of. And they're not just like, external, they're actually like very strongly embedded in many ways in an emotional body and physical body and mental. And so it takes a lot to really shed them and let them go. It's not just a one-time thing. So that's why I think that ritual is also important because one gathering with others Mm -hmm. and knowing that we're not alone because it can be scary, but also acknowledging the sacredness, but also the enormity of these things where it's bigger than it's in the cosmos, right? Like the cosmos knows about us. They know about our journey and that we've been ever evolving for many lifetimes and that, you know, this, that lifetime is meant for a certain amount of growth. And when we get to these pivotal points in this lifetime where there's a big one, it's important to have that awareness and recognition of, okay, you know, I need to be held for this. I need to give intention for this. I need to recognize it might be challenging and uncomfortable. That strange, unexpected things might come up. Yeah, this is, I was born for this. That's something that I keep, that's a message I keep getting lately mm-hmm. is I was born for this. Yeah. And that's kind of comforting. Like, well, I guess, you know, cause sometimes I second guess it like, oh gosh, did I do something wrong? Like, should I not have, you know, gone into this journey? But I keep getting the message of you were born for this. And to me, it means this is some, something that I was planning to do in this lifetime. Yeah. So maybe you're, maybe you're just getting started. I think so, <laughs> which is, I believe why I've yeah. met amazing, incredible women like yeah. yourself, who yeah. it's no coincidence that you've held beautiful space for me in this challenging and tumultuous time of, of yeah. change and transformation, because yeah. we're all helping each other. We're all, and I think now yeah. more than ever, we're coming together to help each other through yes. this. Yes. And um, yeah. And to do it privately and personally at home. And then at the same time, right, we're on Zoom together, we're seeing each other and holding yeah. that space to, you know, for the past couple of years, because before, before this, um, you know, I was meeting once or twice monthly in community in Albany, California, at this, in this beautiful room at this community center, you know, on, on a church campus and 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 doing you know gong journeys and drum journeys and then doing bigger expressions at this other place and so to go from holding space in that community and being with all these people to being like okay now now we're just going to now we're just going to sit at home and yeah and talk more quietly right on our own to our unseen realm to nature helpers being trying to be in nature more and really just healing being in the healing winds you know of what the earth offers us every day um that was a big uh it was 
it was a big shift. And when it was happening, I'm like, this is what's going on. I mean, it, technically, in the tradition that I had studied with, um, the Pachacuti Mesa tradition, right, it's Pacha means like earth or soil, and Kuti means reversal or churning. So basically, the, my teacher, Don Oscar Miracasada at the time, had originated this tradition because so many original, it's been prophesied that this world churning and turning was coming and now it's here yeah. and it's like and this is what it looks like and just when we think oh my god it can't get any crazier and it's like oh, please so <laughs> oh boy hold on to your hat so just and using these earth honoring traditions and ritual to ground ourselves and to um not feel alone and not feel alone not just with humans but we you know in, uh, have a different understanding that we're not separate from nature that we have a give and take you know relationship so that's my world is like listening to the language of the universe through and through ritual is a great way to start having that deep com deeper conversation yeah. and healing deep deep healing from doing these rituals some of them super simple some of them more we were with us when we did, did the despacho but you guys all did your own personal. Now I'm remembering you guys did your own. Everybody had their own little personal despachos, which is a despacho is a uh, uh, Spanish word uh, means dispatch. But it's where these little food items are created and offered to the um, to spirit realm, like on a you know, we make a beautiful mandala decoration out of that. And then those, the energies of the foods feed the unseen realm. And by feeding the unseen realm, then there's an agreement, like, I see you and thank you. I'm so grateful. So I also call them gratitude bundles. And um, I was working at um, Albany Public Schools and I was really teaching shamanism, but I just called it earth stewardship class, you know, and <laughs> earth stewardship. But we, I was teaching the kids all this incredible, you know, shamanic work and, um, and they were tuned in. They were right there. They could see it and feel it all the time because they hadn't had it just drilled out of them to unlearn it. So I think as grownups, uh. there's no mistake at 36, you know, and in the past probably 10 years, you've been more, yes, I'm here or, you know, it's beginning and you know, having these big physical expressions where it's like really putting you, like putting you on your knees so that you can just say, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, take it all. And, yeah. and then here we go. And it'll make me stronger. Yeah. That surrendering, just surrendering yeah. to, you know, letting the body needing to come forward and do what it needs to do. Yeah. Letting the, you know, the emotions come through. Yeah. That's what I've, I've learned is that you just, it's all trying to work through you. So not trying to be afraid of it or, or yeah. we often, we, we label, you know, a strong emotional expression as like a breakdown or, you know, that where something's wrong, but really it can, it's just a release, which is very healthy. Yeah. If we did more yeah. releasing more frequently, maybe we wouldn't have these deep, because <laughs> in our, I think in our culture, we tend to like hold things in and we don't yeah. want to look at things until we absolutely have to. No. So we end up with this like buildup of <laughs> why would we? Yeah. <laughs> why would we look at that? Yeah. Wow. We have so much to distract us. And so no, it's, it's, yeah, it's very courageous to, yeah. it's courageous to, look at our shadow stuff to look at things that have happened there's a lot of unresolved trauma 
you know, so there's much. so much unresolved trauma. And yet sometimes it's just the resolution is in saying, okay, that happened to me. Okay. You know, and then, yeah. you know, I don't want to minimize trauma at all, but I think just in, oh, is it um, Vanessa Stone is this incredible teacher. And she just, she said, I went to a, and I sat with her for a weekend and she said, um, anytime you are suffering, and you bring aware if you bring awareness to the suffering just awareness it changes oh yeah and i was like oh that's so good you know yeah. and just just a slight awareness like same thing with the breath if you if even if you just say i'm going to notice my breath it already changes because we brought that awareness there yeah so gentler instead of shoving and pushing like you know how can we just be gentle while we move through this patakuti like together, all of us, and everybody's got their own Pachacuti going on. Major things are happening with so many people. Yeah. So, so honor your Pachacuti. Honor your and do and <laughs> that sounds like a part of your body. Pachacuti. <laughs> and 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 um and ritual is very powerful because ritual is a way to have something that's inside of you. And then you bring it into a ritualized form so that you put it in your hand and you're looking at it in front of you. So you take what's inside and bring it outside and you can honor it, whether it's like right now I'm working on this free gift, which I'm going, you know, with uh, my personal, you know, work for my expanding my business. Yeah. And I have a free gift and it's uh, one of it's just like lighting a stick of incense, but there's all these instructions. It's not just light a stick of incense and your life will change. It's like what yeah. you're doing with it and the intention and how you hold it and then letting that go. But by taking what's inside of me and I'm holding, then I hold it in the incense and then it's in the, I blow that into the incense and it brings it outside of me and then I can let it go. And that works. It's very powerful. Yeah. That's so powerful. ritual, ritual, ritual. Yeah. And I, I just think it, it, I was so grateful to have been introduced to that. You know, I remember back when I was younger, one of my friends' moms did a lot of this and she had a, she would have a winter solstice party every year. And mm -hmm. I thought it was really cool because they would we we would like get to eat cool food and then like have like quiet time where we'd just sit around and like set our intentions. And I was like, this is so neat. But I was a kid, you know, and I thought it was cool. I didn't realize what it was. It was that it was a ritual that was occurring and I, and I was drawn to it even then. Mm -hmm. So, and then getting to meet you, it's, it really brings me back into that yearning for ritual to acknowledge cycles to acknowledge the times of, of the years of our, our months our days and really yeah. give intention to them yeah and i also want to bring us back to the uh the gestapo the what is Desp it despacho despacho i want to say yeah. gestapo. The gestapo, which is a gift because i have to say this so we had that ceremony and then i went on my trip and i brought it with me because you had told me because you would, I think you told other people that like the next day to give it away or something like it was usually like take it to a, a river. Yeah, or beach. It was probably maybe the next day was actually the actual equinox. Yeah. Possibly, possibly like it could be part of their ceremony for the next day. Yeah. But because you were traveling, did I tell you just to take it with you and let yeah. it cook? Yeah. yeah. You were like, take it with you and let it go wherever you feel called. So mm -hmm. I had it in my car and my little box that had incense and um, sage and all of that and my candles. And I kind of forgot about it. And then one day I was in, I made it to Tennessee. This was in November and I, it popped in my head and I was going on a hike that day. And I thought, oh, 
and it was going to be by a, a river. And I thought, well, I'll take it with me. And she said to let it go in a body of, of water. So I'll reconnect with my intentions and give that gift to the river. And we had tied that little, the little thing together with a red thread. You'd given us mm-hmm. like some, some red thread. Mm-hmm. And so I was walking along the river and I was trying to decide, well, where, do, how do I know where to let this thing go? And I, I saw a spot that looked easy to kind of wade into the water. So I walk over and I bend down to let it go. And there was a, a big tree next to me. And on the tree was a piece of red thread, Come exactly on. matching the one that was tying up my little thing. And I couldn't believe it. And it felt such a strong message from spirit that was like, you're exactly where you're meant to be. Yeah. Oh man, that was really cool. (laughs) And then, and then that, you know, that you had the, uh, you had the awareness to when you saw that be like, that's for me. Yeah. That's a message for me. And those messages are everywhere all the time. Yes. But we just and don't see them. We don't know they're for us because we, we're not connected to That's them. right. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of feel like it's my job to help people remember what we used to do yes. all the time. Yeah. Yes. So let's let's explore that a little more, Gianna. Is sure. what is your role? You are a teacher, you're a ceremonialist, obviously, you're a community leader, you do Reiki, yoga, you know, how what what else are you really offering and sort of what is it kind of encompassing as far as your, cause it sounds again, you're, you're someone who's guiding others to connect more strongly with their, their surroundings in terms of like their spiritual connection and their spiritual work and there's really their center as well for healing yeah. and functioning to be optimal. Yeah. yeah. So um, thank you for asking. And also thank you for asking me onto this show. We kind of jumped of right in and I didn't get to yes. say thank you so much for in, inviting me. It's such an honor to, to be here and kind of share uh, my journey, which is becoming more crystal clear, especially through this winter time process that I've been <clears throat> working on. But um, let's see. I at the the church where they had the campus, I also had a healing space there. And I opened that healing space about, gosh, at this point, um, now it's seven years ago because we were in COVID for five or two. Yeah. So seven years ago, I opened, um, although I'd been running the camps at that same campus. So I've been at that campus for over 10 years. And then I got a room there and I started um, doing my shamanic healing work of this tradition that I was working on. And, um, and then during that period of time, I decided that I wanted to take it to another level. So I started teaching apprenticeships with, um, with this, with the tradition. And I was doing, um, it's an 18 month program. We do an intensive weekend um, from Friday to Sunday, like every three months for a year and a half. So it's five part series. So I did that for five years. And during that time, I was also offering, you know, the work at community wise. So I was leading community work, um, you know, doing new moon and full moon, uh, like a uh, new moon gong. I've got a, I have a gong that I work with and uh, full moon drum journey. So I was doing a lot of journey work, a lot. Um, regularly for seven years, more than, but really doing regular journey work, which is very profound in many original people traditions. There's three worlds. There's, you know, the lower world, middle world, and the upper world. And from my Peruvian tradition um, and the Andean lens, those three worlds are called the Ucupacha, which is the lower realms, but also our subconscious self an unconscious self. And then the Kai Pacha is like our physical reality, which is the middle world. And then the Hanuk Pacha 
is the upper world. And so I was doing Hanukpacha journeys with the gongs and doing Ukupacha journey with drum work um, really regularly. And then seeing my clients and then teaching, the, they're called hoops, the, the apprenticeship. And so during that time, I was seeing clients and I, I had gone to an advanced you know teaching skills course. And I uh, one of the skills I learned was this um, shamanic journey work. It was called shamanic journey hypnosis or something. I can't remember how she framed it exactly. And I wrote it on a little like three and a half by five inch card. And, you know, and then people would come in for uh, like a heat, you know, for healing work. And I do limpias and everything on them. And then, and then I'd have them put a blindfold on them. When I was first learning, I would just like read my card to them and, you know, have them, you know, do this like shamanic journey hypnosis work. And then over time, I didn't need the card anymore. And I started really having this be the go-to because really profound things were happening to the point where um, I was leading people. And then they started, I, you know, they all of a sudden, they're like in a past life. And once that started happening, I'm like, <laughs> I think I need some more skills. Like, I think I need help because they were, and I was doing okay, helping guide them through it. But it was, you know, several times people would come in and we would go into a past life. And I was okay with that, except for I was like, I, I needed more insight. Mm. But also what I really noticed is that the this hypnosis work was very, very similar to journey work that I'd been doing for years. Plus, I'd been doing the hypnosis for years. But it was with um, uh, having... Uh, a guide. And so now when I work with people, I'll say, you know, I call it now, I call it shamanic hypnosis and that's what I'm doing now. But it's, it's really, um, it's, it's a guided work, except like I'll, I'll tell people, it's like, look, you're like on a motorcycle and then I'm on the sidecar. So I'm allowing this very center uh, client centered work, but I'm holding that space for them to do this journey work. And, um, and that work to me, that's, it's because I'm doing journey, you're doing, we're doing journey work, except for that I'm, there's more guidance, there's more, you know, I wonder what would happen and leading them. And what's happening is, you know, people are able to do this really deep ancestral healing. And then also, um, you know, handing things back that they're carrying that's not theirs, but there's this resolution that's very soft and gentle, and it's not pushing anybody. Um in any kind of way. And if anything, you know, ever gets too intense, then we can always just move away from that. It's really up to the person. But I guess getting back to your question, what am I doing? It's like taking my shamanic skills, which lots of time I'll open the circle. So I'm using shamanic, we're creating a, a circle uh, container that's really, you know, we're inviting guides and allies that we may or may not know of. So there may be an introduction to a new helper that shows up in that particular journey um, or working with, you know, um, you know, particular guides where people are familiar with them. And then that also would just, that would happen during the, the community, the community, um, uh, the community led journey works, like that kind of stuff would happen anyway, but there's, there's less, it's less intimate, I think, you know, doing it in that group way, because people would share a little bit, but we didn't have a whole weekend to have people break off and talk about and kind of see things and that kind of stuff. And so anyway, so 
I'm just finding this work of my 25 years doing shamanic work. Um, I'm really finding that it's just, you know, you with the, the thread, right? You're exactly where you should be. Like to me, the alignment of me and then meeting the two teachers, um, uh, Jen Catlin and Nora uh, Knowles Young on the East Coast in Raleigh. They're my teachers. It's like meeting them so serendipitous, just like total serendipity could totally fit them into because I was going to go on a pilgrimage and I could just like, it worked out to, I'd been looking for a teacher for a couple years and I didn't find, because I knew it was really special what I was looking for as far as getting certification for hypnosis, but being able to not dumb down any of my spiritual stuff, right? Because this is, there's in, in hypnosis, there's clinical and spiritual. And to me, it's all spiritual, you know? And I don't want to act like it's not. And it's fine if other people want to do it another way. That's totally great. But just knowing that I feel like it's all spiritual. It's all working with that deep, like our unconscious and our subconscious realms is that ukupacha. And it's so rich with places of just of growth and transformation and support and it's beautiful so i'm loving it actually it's very exciting to have that get the skills that i needed to like add to my tools kit and and really work in this way um, and then also being able to do it in a group way too so i can do i don't think did you come i can't remember if you came when i we did a Zoom thing and just leading people in a group hypnosis way. And it really translates in this really beautiful way to be able to do it in a group way too. Yeah, um, it does. We did it um, back in February. It might've been for a new moon or it might've been, it was for something going yeah. on in February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was so, wonderful. Again, it was it was just one of those, just giving that intention and that space, it totally changed my day. I Because I, I remember thinking like, I wonder if I'll feel this, but I felt so different after yeah. The, the ritual after the zoom call, just having you lead us through that hypnosis was very powerful. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And so that's really, I mean, to me, it's like, how can I help the most people? I want to, we, there are a lot of, we need help right now. So how, how can I help the most people um, that want to be helped <laughs> that, that want to have assistance and that want to grow and change and, um, and I'm missing community. I'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen as far as being able to do more stuff, you know, like uh, outdoors or or in a place where, you know, because I think things are opening up more. But, um, right. you know, I've been just so insular. I've been super, super hermit, which has yeah. been really interesting. Yeah, which I mean, again is, was likely needed because often sometimes we go into hermit when we need to recharge. That, yeah. that reprieve period. Yeah. And that's where, yeah. you know, when we talk about self-nurturing and healing, people will, people will often kind of push it away. I don't have time for that. I need to keep yeah. working, working, working. But if you yeah. don't recharge, then you don't actually have the capacity to give your gifts yeah. because you are a being a vessel, just like everyone else. And yeah. when we try to just constantly give, we get depleted. Yeah. So recharging is just is is as vital, if not most vital, so that we can help the most people. Because sometimes we think if we are on the clock the most, that's how we yeah. help the most. Yeah. But no, it's when we're our quality, our our yeah. you know the source of our nourishment is the greatest that we're able to yeah. truly help others. Yeah, yeah. I will say that when we first went into lockdown, I was offering a lot of stuff online before 
a lot of people were, you know, I just was doing three events a week just to help like in the crisis mode. (laughs) And we, and then we got to the summer solstice and I, I stopped and I stopped for a while. Like I really, and then when I stopped, I was like, I'm really burnt out. Like I was just really burnt out. And so I was like, thanks COVID. (laughs) Needed to just re and recharge and and redirect because i was in the middle of change that's kind of around no i met you the following solstice i met you that following yeah i guess yeah yeah last so, year's yep we have to take care of ourselves yeah. you know and, and i think that was you know one of the gifts of the, the lockdown quarantine the pandemic was that it showed us I mean, almost, it was sort of like that forceful slowdown, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of, it was like a collective, ironically, a collective illness where when your health is compromised, you're forced to slow down, which you might not have done of your own volition. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that often, which has happened to me recently, that you will experience health repercussions if you're not going to hit the brakes yourself and your body will say, listen, I need to get your attention somehow. So this is how I'm going to do it. And it felt like that's what the pandemic was at a greater scale was like, we need to slow down. Like, you know, it kind of slowed the world down and it showed us so many great resourceful ways of going about our lives where it was like, okay, if we can't be on the go, go, go all the time, what can we do? And a lot of us realized like, oh my gosh, I cannot have to race around all the time. I don't have to be on the go. I don't have to be out and about 12 hours a day. I can be grounded. I can take some time to rest, to be just not, you know, always going at a fast pace. So I think that was valuable. And I think it brought that slowdown, I think brought up a lot for people. Um, It was interesting as a therapist, and I'm sure you see this in, you know, people seeking ceremony was that it, it kind of allowed things to come to the surface that otherwise were pushed underneath. I had a lot of the Ukupacha, everything, everything that we don't want to look at that's uncomfortable or repressed or shame or like I had a friend he said I'd always just take things and I'd throw it like I'd throw these energetic bundles he goes and then one day I threw it and it like bounced back because it was full (laughs) right and so but it's like that's that ukupata thing where we push 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 and then it's like I joke around and say it's the La Brea tar pits I don't know if you've ever been there like in Los Angeles where that's a nice meadow and then you go for a walk and there's big pockets of this sticky ooky mucky stuff it's like It, it it will eventually come up in some way, whether it's illness or coming out like of our mouths in this really, you know, unkind way or depression or some kind of dis-ease. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we had a global, we had a global ukupata like explosion and it made me laugh so hard. I'm like, of course, everybody's hoarding the toilet paper. <laughs> it's like all our poop, you know. Yeah, like, all the crap is, you know. It's like yeah. it was so cla- It was like such a great metaphor. And it's like that's you can have all the toilet paper you want, and that's still gonna be there. All those dark, shadowy places that we don't want to look at. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, I think, like you said, it's only gonna keep escalating that direction. You know that we're gonna keep having these this light shown on the reality of the dark underworlds because as you said there was um there's you said there's three worlds so isn't it the spirit the physical and the lower worlds 
Yeah, the like the Ukupacha, the lower realms is like the subconscious and also the unconscious, which I'm really having a different relationship with now, which is where our unconscious is actually working for us. And this it's my opinion, because I'm seeing it in my own personal experience where I will not I'll I won't do I'll do something, quote, unconsciously. And then the next day it's as if, as if I set something up for myself that's actually medicine. You know, like I'll unconsciously, I have a specific thing in mind where I kind of moved these medicine pieces that are on my altar by my desk. And then the next day I talked to this woman and she and I got to talking about um, the importance of our medicine pieces. And it's a longer story, but like the, the abridged version is the day before I just happened to do this very frivolous thing. And I wasn't even thinking the next day it was a complete teaching for me and this other person. Yeah. So so getting back to the ukupacha, it's like the, 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 they're all the kind of not the point of ceremony. And I think it's the, one of the things we we're going to talk about is Aini, which is sacred reciprocity. So A-Y-N-I, Aini means oh, sacred Aini. reciprocity. Okay. And it's an, again, it's an Andean term and it's really about keeping the worlds in a balanced way. Yeah. Right. So working the worlds in this way where the Ukupacha is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's not bad. It's not dark and heavy and don't go there. It's not. It's a it's an important world. Our subconscious realms, it's it's really important, right? Oh, yeah. And and those unconscious things that I used to think were kind of quote bad. Th- those unconscious things are actually, I can do things unconsciously that's being orchestrated by my unconscious self for a future healing. Even if it's like I get into a fight with my husband, cause I say something unconscious, but we need to have that like frivolous thing come out in order for us to get to a healing place. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Yeah. So oh, it's yeah. A deeper. So with this unconscious, like the Ukupacha, the those realms, you know, it, it's uh it's just, but it's where those things that are repressed and the more unconscious yeah. things are in this place of it, there's no place to go. It's happening all the time. Yeah. We're living what? in all three worlds at the same time. Yeah. And, yeah. And I think the unconscious is so important. Well, I mean, kind of, you know, along the lines of the Carl Jung principles, which is that if we we don't face our unconscious or acknowledge our un- unconscious or subconscious, it will govern our behavior and we'll call it destiny is a quote of Carl Jung's, something mm-hmm. like that. But it's that idea that, you know, it, it truly is, you know, what resides down there is what is a lot of what is governing us, you know? And I, I think mm-hmm. that when you made the analogy that like we're kind of collectively, the world is having this, what do you call it again? The, the Patakuti. Patakuti. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Patakuti. Um, is that I, I feel like it is because we've denied our subconscious for so long. And I think our subconscious as a society is very dark and negative. I think we have a lot of, there's a lot of yucky stuff in there in terms of our beliefs about things. You know, I mm-hmm. think that a lot of us have negative beliefs about ourselves and about the world. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, we're not, we're not holding it. Cause you, you mentioned earlier, Kiana, that mm-hmm. when you have to heal something, you need to bring up that pain that your pain wants to be seen. And I, I speak to this a lot to clients and in this podcast is your trauma wants to be seen. Your pain wants to be seen. Your wounds just want to be seen because they can never mm-hmm. heal until they're acknowledged. And you look mm-hmm. at them and you give them, you know, that 
service, that credit of, I see you and I'm holding mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. I'm allowing you to be acknowledged. So, you know, I think that as long as we try to keep these thoughts under, like whether it's, you know, life is always a struggle or I'm always going to be sick or we're, we're all bad people and do bad things. As long as that's lurking in our subconscious, it's going to come forward as our reality, which if you look around the world, there's so much violence, there's so much illness, there's so much depression and unhappiness. And I think it's because that's what we think about the most, unfortunately. So when I think of like COVID, I think of it, it's given us a chance to acknowledge what's in our subconscious and kind of go into that realm of seeing what are we keeping down there that we're not allowing to see the light so that we can transmute it into mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. Or just witness it. Yeah. You know, just like if, if we go on a journey, if we do journey work and we go to these subterranean realms in your journey, say I'm playing a drum and, you know, lighting, you know, and I'm, and I'm not guiding like in hypnosis, but just guiding you and you're in a dark place, but anything that you can see in this ukupacha, anything you can see is the light of your conscious mind. Yeah. So any light that comes in, whether we quote do anything about it or not, they're still bringing light into it. And I think that's where we think we have to know or we have to do something. And I don't know necessarily if that, you know, we don't necessarily have to do anything, but sometimes maybe just even move through it and experience that kind of dark, right? Or or see the things or fall through a big wormhole or whatever it is that you do on your journey. So, yeah, I mean, COVID's definitely been, I mean, there's been so many silver linings to it. I wouldn't have probably met you, you know, I wouldn't have gotten my hypnosis training from these two women because they wouldn't have offered an online course because they, they weren't allowed to do that before COVID. You know what I mean? So there's been all kinds of, my kid came home and lived with us for four months and I never have to worry about them because they're at the house all the time and they were a really good roommate. It was really wonderful, you know? And so, but yeah. There's a lot we need, you know, it's like we need, we need lots more love, you know, and general kindness to everyone, starting mostly with ourselves. I walked at uh, San Quentin. It was actually through Vanessa Stone uh, has this organization and we would, we walked at um, San Quentin um, and you raise money to send these kids to this amazing camp where they talk about conflict resolution in like a really powerful way through Vanessa's program. And any prisoner that I walked with, most of them, they would be like, like, you know, a few of them are like, you, you can't even believe how I grew up, you know, like it was so painful, you know, it's like, and they, they, they were, they were awakened. Like they were awakened. This is an awakened program living, you know, like working at the prison, but it was like, you know, acknowledging what they did. I know they're, you know, I didn't, you don't ask them what they did, but I'm there at San Quentin. <laughs> it's not good, you know? And, right. and um, it was very powerful though. Cause they were just like, you know, they're wounded and that's where, you know, it's just that unresolved trauma creates drama, you know, like a lot of drama and pain. So. Yeah. And their, their pain wasn't acknowledged or seen. And I think that that's what happens to so many is that, when nobody acknowledges that and says, I see you, I see that you are hurt, you're hurting and anything that's hurt is going to act out 
You know, if anyone's ever been in pain, it's hard to be your happy civil self when you're in in a lot of pain. You're like, hey, help me out. Well, and for some of these guys, like where where they there wasn't any love at home. No. So there was no one to even give them that message. So really that breeds the message of, I just have to fend for myself because I'm hurting and nobody cares. So, and and at a young age, you ask, well, if no one cares about me, why should I care? Because if we, we innately, I believe are of love and know that love is of most important, but that can get lost between our ego and our brain and our emotions when we're not reminded of that from a young age, when we're not brought up with that acknowledgement that your pain is, can be shared. We want to, you know, as back to like a a village society, more communal society where things are shared together. Whereas so often now we're so isolative, everything feels so, you know, you're alone in this. So I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, like those people in, in prison, they, if when you're young and you don't get that message that you matter and that, your it's your pain is important and should be seen and healed that you know how how would you know not to treat others in a certain way yeah right yeah. Yeah. and i believe that that's i mean when i visualize the future i don't see prisons anymore because i i personally don't see prisons as a effective solution because rather than being reformative they're um punitive but I want to just jump in because, you know, I walked the laps, you know, with this one guy. And then there was a young, really young guy, you know, talking to somebody behind me. And I was like, oh, you know, me. Oh, he's so young. And the guy looked at me, goes, this place probably saved his life. You know what I mean? So right. it's like, you know, it's just, and I was like, oh, you know, because I had this idea of, oh, my God, you know, and it's like, no, it probably saved his life because of the track he was headed on out there, the fact that he's talking to somebody in this circle, which is a group of awakened prisoners that are doing this prison walk to try to raise money for these kids who are going to work with comp, you know? Right. So it's just, again, I mean, I hear what you're saying and, and I, you know, we can get into the patriarchy and we can get into the divine and like trying to find that balance, right. Between. I mean, I think that that he was lucky to get into that circles, but from my understanding of what prisons look like on the inside, those aren't the prominent circles. I, you know, often you hear about people who go into prison and come out a lot more jaded and involved in, you know, the circles of gangs and drugs and all that, because yeah. that's a lot of what they know. That's why I wish there was more messaging like this group that you got to work with, because that would be wonderful. But I don't think that that's always the case. Yeah. Well, and it's also saying Quentin's probably one of the, one of the best they have incredible programs that's that's uh, wonderful all to hear. the time for you know yeah i mean i definitely do believe in holding space for people who when they're trying to be in society they do harm to others but i think when we do it in this way that sort of rather than just is sort of like okay you're in a space that you need you're in a time of you know healing which i think would be awesome it's more of a you are being punished, right? You're being punished and you're bad and you're, we need to keep you away because you're not good. So I don't think that that's effective, but I think that a more, you know, a place that's for helping people to heal is wonderful. I'm with you hundred <laughs> percent. Like if people like you worked in prisons, that'd be great. I think that's what prisons should be is just like doing a lot. Of, I mean, to each their own, right? You don't want to force people into a certain mindset they don't jive with, but just some sort of essence of 
Let's help you speak what happened to you. Let's help you be acknowledged and seen for what you went through so that you can make the most peace. Because I think everyone can agree with the notion of making peace with yourself so that you can just experience life to a greater, you know. Yeah, this is like a bigger conversation that's so complicated that I don't really want to speak to it too much, truthfully, because it's so easy for us in our extremely, extremely blessed lives to say, this is what I think you should do, you know? And so I just want to, yeah, I mean, it's obviously a complicated, it's not a lovely system. That's, I agree with you a hundred percent on that. And, you know, and even the fact that we were going to be able to do this walk that day, we didn't know, like, like uh, the day before they were maybe going to cancel it because they weren't sure that, you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it's, 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 uh, we, we just don't need to talk about it that much more with prisons. And sure, but that's a unique experience you had. No, it was very, it was very powerful and, and just showed me, you know, that place of that deep, you know, wound, you know, like so many wounded people, you know, and, and, uh, and then they were just like incredibly powerful. Like the men with that day were just profound, you know, really profound. So I was lucky to be able to do it. You know, so yeah, that's great work. That's great work. So, are there other some some other unique places that you've been able to take your ceremony or work or? Well, I will say my like most honoring uh, ceremony that I did was I was hired by at the time the president and CEO of um, Noetic Sciences um, uh, in in Marin, and um, or actually it's in Nevada or Sonoma. Um, and Edgar Mitchell um, is the originator and um, the founder of uh, Institute for Noetic Sciences in up in uh, in Sonoma. This is Sonoma, I think it's Sonoma, uh, over by Nevada. And um, and so he had died, and I um, was asked to to do. It. So we did this really big despacho ceremony uh, for him, and that was like such a a beautiful thing to be able to do because Edgar. Um, when he went to the moon and he did all his work and he was totally a scientist, like always, like he's an astronaut for the love of God. He's, you know, he's a, an engineer, but when he was done with all his work and he was in a pause, which um, is very potent time, he was in this pause and he had this total Samadhi experience of oneness and, um, and it just it blew him away and he ended up coming home and that's what inspired him to um, create the Institute for Noetic Sciences. So it's such an honor to be able to uh, create that ceremony for him at his memorial weekend. <clears throat> so that was definitely a special time. And then just working with a bunch of kids and teaching kids how to do despachos and um, uh working at Esalen and uh, with Suze Allen, who's a, a writer. Um, she and I did a course called Women in Transition, Climbing into Your Authentic Self and um, just bringing ritual, just weaving ritual into writing and action and yoga and just having, you know, being able to put that in there and watch people bloom and change and let go and really, you know, bring it in. So, um yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. You worked at Esalen. I'm I'm right near there now. I've been staying in a Carmel. So mm. Spent a lot of time in Big Sur. Nice. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I wish I I would like to go back there. So see if I can dream that one in. 
Yeah, that must be a cool place to go do a workshop. Yeah, it's it's really powerful. I mean, the the land itself is incredibly powerful, and I kind of feel like this yeah. gets back to nature spirits and people. I believe people think they're going to Esalen to like to do a workshop, but really, I feel like it's the lands calling them because mm-hmm. the land there is and the waters are incredibly powerful, Oof. and so yeah. that's what. It can change us as being in that notion of that, that, that place, the place itself has consciousness, you know, that when we go someplace and it feels really powerful, it's because we're stepping into the consciousness of that place, which that was like a new, like I grew up in Southern Indiana, you know, I had been in California for a long time. I never heard anything like that. And then traveling to Peru a few times and doing this kind of work. It's like no place and space. Like if the planet is alive, which she is, then there's places where this consciousness is more live. And, um, and in, at those places, that's where that really big um, internal trans, like huge transformation can happen. Then Esalen is yeah. definitely, that land is very powerful. So Yeah. I'm going to get down there. Her, Yeah. I love the idea of, of <clears throat> your different spaces having consciousness, which of course they do. Cause I, um, you know, I, I, I will notice that I'll be called to different places at different times when I'm staying in California. Some of my like weekend trips I love to do are Shasta or like up to Humboldt County, mm-hmm. um, where you got a, more of like the redwoods meet the ocean area and just like this enormity of life and trees and all that. But it is, it's like, I, I know like which area I want to be in. It's like, oh, I need to be more in that space. And I don't really know why, but it must be yeah. that, that there's like yeah. something about that consciousness. that's like, yeah. Hey, you could use some recharging here. Yeah. And sometimes I'll get that randomly with other places. Like, Hey, you need to be over in like Monterey now, or oh, you need want to go up the coast a little further North. And I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Good. That's great. That's so beautiful too, Whitney, that you're listening. Cause I think that's a big part of Oh, I don't want to say that's what I want to teach, but it, it is part of what I want to teach is like that deep listening because we're being, we are being called forth and spoken to, you know, yeah. in these beautiful ways. And so it's great that you're, you're able to follow those uh, uh, like, Hey, come here, <laughs> up here, you know, and yeah. there's medicine there, you know, there's medicine there for you. Yes, that's exactly what it is. There's there, yeah. medicine that will heal. There's yeah. all these different places you go to when you need to heal at different times. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think that that's a big part of your work as well is earth honoring rituals, but also just recognizing the potency and power of nature and being outside. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something so important that I think also, you know, quarantine and the pandemic helped with that was we were kind of stuck. And so I think people began spending more time outdoors and began, you know, if we couldn't get away, we could at least get into nature and feel that connection and feel the sort of really appreciate being out in that. Well, yeah. And the spiritual energy. So there's like different energies of the, of the earth. The earth has a particular spiritual energy and then the stars as it, you know, rains down on us all the time, it has particular energies, but when these two energies meet, they they meet and coalesce and it creates another energy, which is actually like the big trees, that feeling when you're in there that you can feel and sense this. Well, I want to say I, when I'm there, I can feel and sense that there's a particular effervescence in the air. Mm-hmm. It's actually called Sami. And that Sami 
they um, uh, research is now showing that it's like it it's healing to be in nature. It's like yeah, that nature that <laughs> nature called, baths. It's called Sami. It's actually an effervescent spiritual energy that's you know very very powerful and healing. So yeah more nature as much as we can you know even if it means just going outside also just like a really simple ritual just to like share with anyone that's listening is you know just going outside every day like how different would your life be even if you live in a big city but you maybe touch a tree but if you're you know if you have a backyard or a side yard or something you you go out and you just put your hands on the earth and just take three breaths and say thank you like just thank you because without the earth you know the earth she gives us everything so just thank you just thank you yeah and you can also say please help me if you feel like you need help just thank you please help me you know and just maybe leave some kind of little offering like a pinch of tobacco or a little bit of cornmeal or there's a flower someplace and you make a little decoration or something but just that notion of connecting in that way with that earth energy and saying thank you there's not very big stuff that if we do these tiny actions, if we do it consistently, it it can change your life. It changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. Mine too. Mine as well. My life is very different than I, I think back because I spend so much time hiking and being in nature. And I think to like 10 years ago and I'm like, where I don't remember going on a single hike. I don't remember connecting with nature ever. Like, what did I think about I spent a lot of time in bars though, 10 years ago. So it was a very different mentality in my twenties and back in the day. So, but then there, a shift happened and I just wanted to be in nature all the time. Well, it's also when you're in nature, because I see a lot of people in nature, but they're, they're cutting through nature. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, can you be in nature? Can you just take a moment, like before you do your big run or ride or hike or whatever, can you take a moment and just touch a tree or touch the earth and say, thank you, you know? And, and maybe ask for permission too. like, thank you for allowing me to come through here. I'm so very grateful, right? Because we, we cut through, we take advantage. It's like without a thought that we're moving through these really, you know, a lot of it's really sacred space. So just awareness of that it's alive. <laughs> it's like it'd be as if somebody just starts like running through your house and you're like, what are you doing here? And they're like, well, I'm just getting to the back of the house. You know, it's like we're moving through, you know, we're moving through these areas that are, it's alive and it's a space and a place and just acknowledging that, you know, it's very, it's being a polite guest while we're here on this yeah. planet, you know, being yeah. a polite Which guest. we're not always very polite guests. No, we just have hosts. to, you know, I've been not a polite guest before. Yeah, sure. that's what I'm saying. All yeah. of us. I'm just waking up to it. And... Yeah, just acknowledging it and seeing how we, I think having more consciousness about how we move through the day is helpful. I think about that a lot with like how I eat because I can notice that like, I just grab food and slice and, and I've thought more about taking that time to be thankful and really mindful about like what went into bringing this food to me in front of me. And yeah. most of the time, you know, I don't always think about it. I'm just like, Oh, I got to eat really quick before my next client. And you chop it up. And, but when you slow down to think like, gosh, let's really think about the journey of this apple. That may sound yeah. silly, but it's like, this apple came a long way and it was yeah. just a seed and wasn't, an, then wasn't an orchard and got all the way to help me eat my lunch. So 
those little things, it's it's like we've dis- disconnected a lot from the greater weavings and connections, um, the inner weavings of our, our life. You know, we forget about how everything is connected. Yeah. And we because we take things for granted, I think. Oh, yes. we're, we're so detached from the origins of things. Well, and also I will say, you know, in my studies is rituals are around to remind us all the time. They're, you know, it's not like back in the day. I mean, people, we, I believe that these rituals are here to remind us all the time how much we forget. And so then when we do the ritual, then we remember whatever that ritual is, whatever the action is, whether it's a giant ceremony or just something very basic or a morning blessing or something like that, it's to remind us how forgetful we are. That's part of our humanity. That's why we, I think, came to this planet to study, you know, the university of suffering. And so we sign up, (laughs) we join in, and then we forget a lot, <laughs> you know? And, and so it's good to be grateful. It's good to have like, what's going to help me remember to say thank you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, Diana, if, if people want to work with you and would like to join in on a ceremony and get on your mailing list so they can find out about your events and yeah. get your free gifts and all of that, uh, how can people do that? How can they work with you? Yes, I would love that very much. Um, I've got a couple things happening. One is this wonderful place. Uh, again, a COVID blessing. Hudson Mind, Body, Spirit in Edgewater, New Jersey is a brick and mortar place, but they also have online presencing, which you came to in February. Um, and they asked me to be a part of their staff because I was assisting. They took the hypnosis course and I was an assistant in that class. And um, Lindsay uh, Gatella uh, is um, one of the directors there. She's an incredible medium. And so I teach there. I'm going to be available, you know, for bookings. I'm going to, they'll book through me doing shamanic hypnosis on Tuesdays, which is like so cool. And then uh, once a month on Tuesdays, um, I'm treating it quarterly so that, um, each quarter, cause I live quarterly. Like, so we just started the spring. So each quarter I'll teach a shamanic tool on one Tuesday a month. I'll teach shamanic hypnosis on another, um, Tuesday. And then, um, and then I'll have a ceremonial, there'll be a ceremonial time. So that's kind of fun. So I'm, I'm, and that's all new for me to have someone hire me to come in. And I'm teaching in their mentorship program as well. So it's just such a blessing. So I'm there. And that's through Hudson Mind Body in um, Edgewater, New Jersey. It's www.hudsonmindbodyspirit.com. I think it's that's so funny. I don't even know. Anyway. Well, you'll, you'll, we'll get it right and I'll put it in the show notes. Right. And then, right. <laughs> and, then, um, and then for me, I'm seriously working all, you know, for the past couple of months, really working on Uh, my new website, which is my same website, but I'm revamping it. And so if you want to reach out to me and also I'll have a free gift, which is three rituals to keep you um, grounded. Um, That'll be upcoming uh, really soon. Um, And that's uh, www.balancepointshamanism.com. And and then through there, you can book, you know, I'm happy to do 30 minute consultations and see if anything that I have to offer can work and I'm happy to talk to anybody at all ever about 
integrating ritual into their life in any way. I mean, it's just, it's really saved my life. It really made a difference in my life. And it, it actually can make a difference in other people's lives too. And that's mostly what I want to share. And then the shamanic hypnosis is just phenomenal. And I'm so happy to be doing it. Yeah, so. so beautiful. And we're so happy for you that you have come into this place where you are using your gifts and offering these to anyone who is ready for this type of healing. You're armed and ready. Yeah, with thank your resources you so today. much for so. just having this great conversation today, Whitney. I just honor what you're doing and I your, your guests are amazing. And, um, and it's just great to be a part of this. And so I just thank you so much and wish you so well with the expansion of and and I see you already in like this just world of beauty and health that this your Pachacuti has been very important, mm-hmm. you know, for your transformation and what you're how you're offering and moving through the world, you know, and yay, <laughs> good yeah. to know. I've been worried yeah. about it. My little yeah. Pachacuti. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay. And Guiana, I was wondering if you would be open to before we close leading myself and the audience and maybe just a little something, a little clearing or hypnosis or something to just sort of offer a taste of, of what you do. Yeah. And I think, um, not so much a hypnosis, but let's just have, um, I'll just do this. Um, it's seasonal, right? So we just had the spring equinox. So if you want, if you're in a place where you can just, you know, rest and close your eyes or, and just soften your belly and just feeling um, the length of your spine. And if you're laying down and listening to this, then really allow yourself to lengthen the spine as well. And then just let go. And having made it through the winter, right? Really feeling that like in the old days, there was a lot of fear in the winter because it it was a time of scarcity or could be, right? And so when spring came, there was such elation. So just taking a moment, you may want to just put your hand like on your heart or near your heart and feeling into this place of the winter is behind me now. The winter is behind me. And yet, when we're at balance point, equal night and day, which had just passed, but let's just say we're right there in this place of really strong balance, just feeling into what it means for you to be balanced. And I would venture to say it means letting go of your shoulders, softening your tongue, softening your belly. Just a big breath. And imagine yourself as you are in this moment. But you look forward because we'll just say we're going to live seasonally right now. You look forward and you look forward to the summer solstice where the longest day is with us. And there's so much light. And that you that you've thrown forward into the future he or she turns around and looks directly at your heart. Mm. 
and just allowing that visioning of your future self open, free, balanced, fully to all your humanity. But that future self is looking with her or his eyes right into your heart and feeling that visioning in your heart, just warming and warming you. And feeling that warmth in the heart and it begins to spread over the entire body. Just from that full light of sun, three months away, your future self burnishing into your heart pure what's called moon eye this is full massive expansive love of yourself and then you can feel the present self as we move from today this moment all the way to the solstice that with every day you step forward that just with with complete ease and grace anything that no longer serves you just releases away so when you take that step closer towards the solstice it's like a footprint it just stays on the ground without drama or struggle you just leave it behind and so that as we move towards our future self, we feel full and full of light, expansive love, accepting and really, truly, deeply loving yourself. Because when you can love yourself like that, then you can love others. And just breathe that in. And then just hold your breath. And then on your exhale, you're just going to tip your chin towards your chest and you're just going to blow it into your chest. And then you can put a hand over your heart to seal that in. And on the count of three, you're just going to snap to seal that medicine in. One, two, three. And just allowing yourself to move towards this future self, which is you, with every step fully supported and just letting go, just easy, easy letting go of that which no longer serves and then also collecting that which does, bringing that in, in gratitude. Beautiful. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. That was lovely. I feel that medicine in there. Mm -hmm. I love that future thing too. Like that's a really good, it's like when you're having a rough day, if we can throw ourselves into the future and turn around and like, it's like we're waving at ourselves, like you're great. <laughs> Keep going. It's hard. You're beautiful. Come on. It's very this. helpful, right? Yeah. It's super helpful. Yeah. So. And I think what can also help to allow to see the value of that is to think of who you are now as the future self to yourself five years ago and think about what you would have said to that person back there, you know, probably the same thing. Keep, yeah, you're okay. You made it. 
you're going to be fine. I'm here now. I'm fine. So when we look at our future self, we can know like, okay, they have that wisdom of the future and encouraging me in the present. And they're where they're here with us. They're supporting us. Also, when we talk about listening, I sometimes listen for my future self, who's kind of telling me like, this might be something you want to consider. You might want to reconsider this. And they're, you know, they're there offering some direction. Yeah. It's very dimensional. Yes. Yeah. Well, Guiana, this has been such a fun conversation and I'm so thankful to finally have you on the show and to know you and to have you in my life because you're amazing. I appreciate your support so much that you've offered during this transformational time in my life. And I just believe so much in the, the help you can offer so many others in their transformation. Thank you, Whitney. And it's been, it's just been super special to be here with you thank you so much and i'm You're really so grateful welcome. yeah super grateful thanks so much all right Kiana, well you take care all right thanks honey that wraps up our beautiful conversation with our wonderful guests thank you so much for listening to the women waken podcast if you enjoyed this episode please do share it with others and come back for more if anything you heard resonates leave a review or send me an email at whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your light shine and keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.